I told him that I didn't want that. I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, I still wanted to be the young wild girl mm -hmm. that I was, and uh, I did not want to be a pastor's wife. But God has a way of bringing things back and calling things into order. Hello, my name is Lynette Caldwell, and I am your host and creator of Her Real Life, the podcast about her, you, and me. The sounds you will experience are collections of my unfiltered thoughts, conversations, and views from people I've encountered in my life, or other cool people will all want to know a little bit better. So basically, this is my way of showing how we as women live very similar lives and have very similar experiences, spoken and unspoken. We just live those lives in different hoods, on different streets. What you're about to hear is her real life. So today, my guest on the show is this beautiful, and I mean like baby doll type lady that I met, I would say three years ago. Our connection is through Gardner Webb University. Whoop, whoop, go dogs. Um, her <laughs> husband played basketball at Gardner Webb. My husband is a basketball player at Gardner Webb. And I'm also... Um, um, a graduate of Gardner Webb University, but we met at um, it was at the NCAA tournament, right, mm -hmm. Sharice? Yeah. Okay. So, so we met there, and we kind of like hit it off. We spoke. We exchanged information, um, and every so often we she would send pictures. Like we would have this shared gallery of pictures, and we would communicate with each other. We see each other um, later on 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 uh, social media. And so fast forward to now, she is like my accountability partner for all things exercise because we work out in the same group. Um, we do, we just encourage each other. She is a beautiful woman of God. She is a pastor's wife. And I am introducing to you today, Miss Sharice Gash. Hey, hello. How are you doing hey. today? <laughs> so Sharice, what we are talking about today is the young black pastor's wife in 2021. And the reason why we're speaking to you is because that is exactly one of the many roles that you play in life. So if you would introduce yourself to everybody, tell us who you are, what you do, your passions, just just let us get to know you a little bit better. My name is Sharice Gash. I am 34 years old. I am a pre-K teacher at a local elementary school. Mm -hmm. I have two babies. I have a four-year-old girl and a seven-year-old boy. Um, I love fashion. I love hair. I love anything girly. That mm -hmm. is me. Um I am a pastor's wife. Um, I have been married for, uh, let's see, eight years now, and we have been together for 12 years. Mm -hmm. um, I never wanted to be a pastor's wife. <laughs> we, we were dating, and I remember him being called into the ministry, and I told him that I didn't want that. I didn't want to be a part of that. Um, I still wanted to be the young wild girl mm -hmm. that I was, and I uh, did not want to be a pastor's wife. But 
God has a way of bringing things back and calling things into order. Yeah. So therefore, I am <laughs> a pastor's <laughs> wife and it's okay because that is what God has called me to be. So So what are some things that you are absolutely passionate about? I love inspiring children. I have worked with kids my whole entire life. Um I've been an actress part of my life also. Okay, tell us wait, let's pause. What let's talk about that. <laughs> so what what are what are some things that you've done cuz you're not from where are you from? Where are you at right now? I uh was born in North Carolina. Okay. Um and then when I was around 7 years old, I moved to Michigan. And then um I moved to Europe for 2 years. Oh wow. And then I went back to Michigan for the bulk of my life. And <laughs> Um, I moved back here to North Carolina in 2007. So okay. I've kind of been uh, traveling the world as a as a teenager and as a kid. So what did you do to your acting? Like, how did that come about? Well, when I was younger, I, it all started out with me doing pageants and, you know, things like that. And then I got my first gig being on the Ricky Lake show. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to Google this. I'm going to have to look it up. You won't, you won't find it, though. <laughs> you will not find it because I tried Googling it, too. It's not there. But I have, like, you know, some of the videos in my phone um, from it. But um, my start was my teenage daughter has what it takes to be a teen supermodel. Oh, and, my God. Why did I yeah. know that? I cannot believe like Ricky Lake. Like I was, I'm like I'm really tore up right now. Ricky Lake was go Ricky, Girl, go Ricky. That yeah. was like the show. Oh my it goodness, was. it was. I was uh 17 years old, and that was my first start on the Ricky Lake show. And um, then it went to music videos, to um, movies, to TV shows, to um, commercials. Mm -hmm. Um, then once I started having kids, I kind of, um, let it go, um, to really be a full-time mom. And, um, I really went back into teaching, um, which was my first love. Mm -hmm. Um, so it kind of went in a complete circle, but, um, modeling and acting has always been, a passion of mine, but I just know the industry is hard yeah. for Christian women in general to make it. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of allowed that to fall dormant and, and really threw myself into really wanting to inspire and really wanting to transform the lives of children. I felt like that was a bigger calling to me than any type of acting gig I could have ever did. So yeah. Well, a little bit. Now, I know I have a question. Did you are you a co-author of a book? I am. Um, myself and Janae Childs, we wrote a book called Not Where You Left Me. Mm -hmm. And it's the story of her life and my life and um, my life of being a um, quote unquote model actress and the things that I experienced as an actress and model and the hurt and pain that I went through in my relationships and, you know, how it really transformed me and made me into the woman that I am today. But as a young girl, I grew up not having my biological father. Mm -hmm. um, 
he died when I was 12 years old. But I had my stepdad in my life ever since I was seven years old. And he just kind of whisked me away and really, you know, helped me to be the woman that I, I needed to be. Um, but yeah, it was it was an amazing, amazing book. And it just really tells the lives, the two two women who both are pastors, wives and the, the um, trials and tribulations that we went to to get to where we are. That's incredible. You have uh, definitely done a lot in your we 34 years because that that's uh, <laughs> most people don't do that much in a lifetime. So yeah. that's amazing. So yeah. thank you for being a part of the show today. And <clears throat> this next. Um, well, before we move on, let's talk about um, uh, fitness, because okay. that is a huge part of how we got like kind of reconnected and how we stay like, I, I appreciate you so much as far as being my accountable accountability partner. And I know we don't speak like every, every day or we mm-hmm. don't check in every, every day. But like when we do is what I need. So talk a little bit about your fitness journey, if you would, if you're comfortable doing that. Talk about that for a little bit. Definitely. Um, I um, got sick last year around November. And... um I had stomach issues and I could not eat. And when I would eat, I would get sick and I had to go back and forth to doctors and hospitals trying to figure out what was wrong. Mm -hmm. And I just remember praying to God and saying, God, I want to live. God, I want to be healthy. What, what can I do to be a better me to be transformed? And it was, my eating habits, my working out habits and taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. So I really, really changed the way that I ate and I started working out extremely hard to release those toxins out of my body because I felt like the reason that I was sick was me carrying on so much stress and so much of life that I wasn't, I wasn't pouring out myself and take care of myself for myself. Mm-hmm. I was taking care of the kids. I was taking care of the home. I was taking care of my husband, but I never made time for myself. And I feel like that was part of the reason why I got sick. Yeah. And um, now I, I eat very healthy. I work out almost every day um, because I know the importance of your body being a temple. And if you don't take care of your body, you're, you're not going to be able to have and, and live the abundant life that God says that he is going to give us. Right. And so I really had to reevaluate my whole life. And if I was asking God to live a long life, I had to do my part. That's right. So I had to eat healthy and work out and transform my mind and, do all those things that are extremely hard and probably the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in my life. But like I said, I have to do my part. So eating healthy, working out has become who I am now. Yeah. And I think when you say transforming your mind, that is what I have learned the most about in this process. Um, and I really got super involved with it a couple of weeks ago. I was I started my journey in December with the class that you told me about. So that was like the beginning stages. And then I got more serious 
um, in January, but my mind is so different now. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. whenever I was talking to our trainer, I asked him, like, how do you help people? Because we're supposed to exercise our minds. That's what they say. Exercise your mind and all this stuff, but it's not even a muscle. So like, it's something that you can't touch, but it's extremely Mm -hmm. important in controlling a lot of things and dictating what Mm -hmm. you do. And I have learned with this journey of, um, of working out and, and becoming more fit that if I can get my mind right, everything Mm -hmm. else like falls into place. Yep. That's true. Because I felt like, I used to, I mean, I didn't have willpower. Like you couldn't put nothing in front of me. And if I wanted it, it was done. I was doing it. And Mm -hmm. that's just a lack of self-control. And Mm -hmm. that's what I had to get over was learning to be like, I don't have to do that. I don't have to eat that. I don't need to go and pick that up. Like Mm -hmm. stopping myself when I didn't think I could. It's this whole process has taught me that I have a lot of, I have a lot more power than I gave myself Mm -hmm. credit for. Exactly. Yep. So it's, I mean, your, your journey, I've seen your pictures. I've seen, I've heard you, your testimony. Cause it's like a testimony. I feel like everything we do mm-hmm. is a testimony. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, hearing your testimony of how everything's just been changed. It's amazing. It is. It really is a lot of, uh, I do yoga, I do meditation mm-hmm. almost every day. And it really takes your mind to another level and you're able to drop off the stress and all of the anxiety and all of the things that we face as women mm-hmm. off you drop it off and I've never had that before so wow. it's it's pretty awesome to juggle um and live in this life called circus because I mean you are you're juggling <laughs> in a circus yes with the pandemic with being a mom with the, being a teacher with being you know I used to have my own business also I had um um my um business was called Helu. he even loves you and I made t-shirts and I sold uh, my t-shirt line trying to promote you know Jesus through my shirts mm-hmm. So I was doing all of this stuff, but I did not stop and take time for me. Yeah. And sometimes in life we lose ourselves, especially when you become a mom. Yep. You think your title is mom. You don't have a name anymore. Mm -hmm. You don't have a purpose. You're all it is. You you're just a mom. Yep. And to me. I love being a mom. That's the biggest calling of my life. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to find out who I was. Yeah. And so this whole journey of eating healthy and exercising and meditating and yoga shows who Sharice is outside of everything else. Yeah. And it's so important that we do that for ourselves, because if not, we can't do all those other things if we're not okay. Right. Exactly. Well, like I said, thank you again for being a guest. And we're going to move over into another part of the show. And it's it's simply called The Five. And what this is, is like a quick fire question answer. First thing that comes to your mind whenever I ask you, I'm just going to ask you some questions. And it's going to help the audience learn a little bit more about you outside of what you've already told us. And it's a fun way. So you have five minutes to do it. So I have I have a timer and um, I'll give you a little countdown of like when we get close. But OK, just, <laughs> just have <laughs> just have fun with it. And um, I'm telling you, some of these questions, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I never even thought about that. But 
we about to go. So I'm about to hit the timer. Three, two, your five minutes have started. So are you early or late? Am I early or late? I'm late. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not showing up nowhere early. I am late. I'm late every day to work. (laughs) Okay. Would you rather, if you're going somewhere, would you rather fly or drive? Um, I struggle with self-control, so I would rather drive <laughs> instead of putting a pilot in, in control of me, so I'd rather drive. <laughs> would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert? Ooh, I am an extrovert. I am extra. <laughs> <laughs> if you um, were singing or dancing, would you be the singer or would you be the dancer? Oh, Lord Jesus. I would be the dancer because <laughs> I'm always... Working, shaking, <laughs> something in the presence of my bedroom, okay? <laughs> I may be saved, but I do still have you still some got of that skin, you know, that's up under there <laughs> that's covered up <laughs> from my past. So, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Yes. Okay. Are you a lipstick or eyeshadow girl? Ooh, I would probably say lipstick. Okay. Um, I, I don't like eyeshadow. Okay. No. Do you use words or emojis when you communicate? I use emojis, especially like emojis. when I'm talking to my husband through text. I like to, <laughs> I like to use some emojis <laughs> so that my kids don't understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh Lord. Okay. <laughs> Do you like coffee or tea? I am a tea drinker. I drink tea all day, every day. Do you? Would you rather use cash or a card? Card, because if I have cash, I'm going to spend it all <laughs> on things that I don't need. <laughs> um, are you a texter or a caller? Text. Do not call me. I do not. I do not like talking on the phone. Text me, please. <laughs> if you call, I'm going to sit there and watch it ring and then text, text you back. <laughs> Yes. What's up? Oh my gosh. Okay. Do you like oatmeal or cereal? Oatmeal. I eat oatmeal every morning for breakfast. I love it. Okay. Out of these questions, you have to pick <laughs> just one. So, okay. lyrics or instrumental? Lyrics. Fresh or frozen food? Fresh. What's your favorite smell? Ooh. <laughs> I've never been asked that question. <laughs> that is so. Interesting. Can uh-huh. I pass and come back to that one? No, ma'am. <laughs> oh, my favorite smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would probably have to say my Miele hair products. Yes, they do smell good. Ooh. I didn't even mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going to move on. Okay. Okay. Pick one. Music, book, or pen and paper. If you had to take somewhere, would you take music, book, or pen and paper? Music. I love music. Okay. Do you like to write with a pen or a pencil? I like to write with a pen. Cats or dogs? Neither. (laughs) I do not like animals at all. I am not cleaning up no animals' poop. (laughs) I will clean up after my children, but I am not cleaning up after no animals, so neither. Not today. Okay. Not today. (laughs) Bath or shower? Shower. Work out at home or in a gym? At home. A hotel or Airbnb? Mmm. Hotel. How do you like your eggs? Scrambled. 
Would you rather do fast food or home cooking? Mmm, fast food, because I don't feel like cooking all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Would you wear a dress or a romper? Ooh, mm-hmm. a dress or a romper? Dress. Okay, carpet or hardwood? Um, Carpet, because I don't like my feet cold. Minivan or SUV? SUV. Yeah. Automatic or stick shift? Automatic? We got 30 <laughs> seconds. So high tops or low top sneakers? Low top. Heels or flats? Heels, honey. Because <laughs> we've got to twerk. Favorite meal to cook? <laughs> Breakfast. What's the most interesting place you've been? You have 13 seconds. Um, Paris. Oh, wow. What's your favorite dessert? Uh, chocolate cake. Five, four seconds. Favorite toy as a child? Two. Ooh, one. Baby doll. Baby doll. Okay. That's it. That's it. <laughs> and that was the five. Like, and we didn't even get through all the questions, but I love doing that part and, and listening to people's answers. And it's just fun. And the time just makes it like, oh, I got to hurry up and answer. So mm-hmm. that is yeah, the five. I love fun. Enjoyed that. Well, good. Good, good, good. And for every guest that I have, I usually send them, uh, not usually, I always send them um, a set of questions called Think About This. And they're just more ways that we can learn about you and just find out a little bit more. So I sent you some questions Uh and what they, I just want to go over them with you and see, just get some insight on who Sharice is. So the first question that I sent was, What's something that you can teach in five minutes? I think I put children. Yes, you put inspiring children to be great. Yes, yes, yes. So explain that to me. Um, I work in um, low poverty area, and I feel like the children come out of very tough homes. Mm-hmm. And in my class, they leave out yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, and they learn manners and they learn respect. But most important, they love they learn love. Yeah. And they don't get that type of stuff at home. So if I can teach you love by just a simple hug, mm-hmm. and I tell my kids every day before they go home that I love them. To me, that's that's shifting the the atmosphere yeah. because the more they hear it the more they're going to feel it yep and the more they're going to put it out in the atmosphere as well to others i love that what's what's something that inspires you being a mom mm-hmm. is the most amazing gift i feel like mm-hmm. i really take pride i really inspired to be the best mom I can be um because I feel like if I'm a great mom and I do well with my kids Mm -hmm. then it is a generational cycle that will continue to go on yeah and the world that we live in we need that Mm -hmm. so if I train my kids up to be amazing then they're going to train their kids up to be amazing. And that cycle is going to continue. So I just inspire to be the best mom that I can be to change this world. Yeah. What's something you want other people to know about you, but nobody ever ask? 
Hmm. I, I guess I feel like people don't really ask me, how do I do it all? Mm-hmm. And I feel like they want to ask, but they don't necessarily know how. But to be who I am, it takes a lot of prayer. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of fasting. It takes a lot of meditation, a lot of yoga, <laughs> and a whole lot of yoga, and a whole <laughs> because <laughs> um, I, I was a hot mess and I, I still am a little hot mess mm-hmm. but I'm growing and I'm progressing and so I just honestly and then having that uh, relationship that I have with my husband I can honestly say he is my partner yeah. and a lot of people in marriages well you do this you do that it's not like that in our home mm-hmm. whatever I do he does whatever yeah. he does, I do. And so that partnership that we have together makes it so amazing to be able to be on the same team together. And it makes it a lot easier also. And I mean, it takes the load off because you are supposed to meet in the middle and be able to pick up if one can't do, you know, that's yeah. that's part of the the marriage. I think it's part of the marriage, you know, it is. It is. And, you know, traditionally, the woman's supposed to cook, the woman's supposed to clean, Mm -hmm. you know, and we've broken the barriers in our marriage. We don't, there's no, you know, there's none of that. Yeah. Um, My husband, he, um, he works from home. He left his job um, after the Lord told him to leave his job right before the pandemic hit. And we didn't know why, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was because of the pandemic and he stays home. And he homeschools both of our kids. Wow. At home, he has the whole house clean. The kids are taken care of. He has dinner ready laid out of what we're going to eat. Come on. So the the roles have been reversed in our house. And I go to work every day. You know, he is a full-time pastor, but mm-hmm. he works from home. So it the roles and the dynamics in our, in our marriage is completely get different. And I think that's why our marriage works so well for us because mm-hmm. we work as a team. And that, that speaks volumes, not only for you, but that speaks like super volumes for your husband um, to be able to do all that and then to do it well. And for you not to have to worry, because you know, mm-hmm. You can have the best of partners, but as a mom, we still like, well, is this done? Is that done? Like, it just speaks mm-hmm. volumes that you feel that relief mm-hmm. because, you know, my man's got it. Yep. Yep. He does. That's great. And I'm the type of person, like, I struggle with it in the beginning because I'm a mom. Mm-hmm. I want to nurture and take care of my baby. So I had to put trust in God that he was calling us to do this and make this decision and trusting that he was going to take care of my kids. And yeah, my kids this is what I say, but <laughs> our kids, I do too. I do too. <laughs> he was going to be able to take care of them and not be on the couch sleep and they run around jumping on beds and yeah. acting crazy. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Okay. Um, would you think, would the little girl you were look up to the woman that you are today? Definitely. Um, I was a little girl who was so 
not necessarily lost, but when my dad passed away, it took a toll on me. I didn't have a relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Um, Parents were divorced when I was three. But from zero to five year old, years old, a child needs her father. Yeah. Those are the crucial years of when you uh, are growing. And I didn't have that from zero to five. So I struggled as a young girl trying to find my identity and who I was. Mm-hmm. I thought my identity was in a man, a boy or having to have a a boyfriend or having to have a guy around me only to know that I was trying to fill that void of not having my dad there. Yeah. And so when I look at myself now, I feel like I'm very successful because of the challenges that I have had to face as a child. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think to me, success is not money. Success is not this big house Mm -hmm. and all of these great things. Success to me is being in your right mind and being able to love where you are in life. Yeah. And be content with what you have. Yeah. It's, It's all about our minds. I really believe that. I think the little girl in me would be very proud to know at 34 years old, I've accomplished so much. And sometimes you have to, you know, listening to myself say all these things helps me to know, wow, I've done all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my husband says to me, how does it feel to be retired? <laughs> at 34? Because I go to work and do something that I love every day. And it's not like I'm working for a check or working for something. I'm going to work because I love inspiring children. Yeah. So it'd be awesome to know that I've accomplished so much at such a young age. That's awesome. I love it. Um, the last question that I ask everybody in this part of think about this, um, it's about sounds because I believe that, you know, sounds don't ever stop when you say something, when there's a sound in the air, sound waves travel forever. So, the reason why I ask this question is because I like to have people think about the sound that they would want to make or the sound that they feel represents them. Because I feel like it's interesting when you find out what sounds people are drawn to or or what they like. So with that being said, if you could be a sound, what would it be and why? I would be the sound of chirping birds. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about a bird sitting in a tree and they're just chirping, and they're just singing. To me, that shows me that they're happy, Mm -hmm. that they're content, that they are just in in a joyful place, that they can just sit there all day and sing. And when I hear the the noise of chirping birds, it just brings a peace over me to, to know that, man, those birds are not having to worry about nothing. Yeah. They're not having to worry about where their next meal is coming from. They are just peaceful and they can make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And to me, hearing chirping birds just brings complete peace to me. Mm. And it's about putting me to sleep talking about it. Cause <laughs> like when you think about, when you think uh-huh. about bird, it's just, it is peaceful. There's something peaceful yeah. and, 
and calming about a bird because you're right. They have nothing to worry about. Like yeah. they just fly. They they do their thing. They eat. They land. They mm-hmm. go here, there. Yep. And you just we just get to enjoy or revel in their beauty and what they bring to yeah. the atmosphere. Definitely. Oh, so now as we like, I feel so zen right now. Like I feel like <laughs> calm because you're you're calming. So that's that's good that you can. You that's can that, do that yoga girl. Yeah. That's that meditation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need to. I need to 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 do that myself. I'm gonna get myself into yoga. I keep saying it, and I haven't just sat down and 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 did do it. But I need to do it because it just. I'll send you the link tonight, and you try it, and you'll love it. The yes. one that I. I need that. Okay, and I can do it tonight while, like, if James mm-hmm. is working out, I can just sit and. Just, yeah, you just burn like 100 calories doing yoga, just mm. like a 15 minute yoga girl. Yeah, I'm going to need that. So, yeah, you go ahead and send that to me. Thank <laughs> you very, very much. So, let's, let's jump into our topic tonight. Um, the young black pastor's wife in 2021. We know there have been so many things that have happened um, in 2020, um, pre COVID. Now we are a year into COVID and I just want to know as a a pastor's wife, because you told us a little bit about how that this like this wasn't part of your journey. Like you didn't foresee this as being part of your journey. So how is this journey different from what you have made, what you may have seen as a child? Like, because have you been, were you raised in the church? Yes, I was raised in the church. My grandparents, it's funny because. The church that I was raised in, my husband is the pastor of it. Really? <laughs> yes. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Talk about full circle. Exactly, girl. Exactly. So how is this journey, you as the pastor's wife, and now with that dynamic of actually being the pastor's wife of a church that you grew up in, how is that different from what you may have thought of what your pastor's wife was doing or who that person, like the role of that, that lady, first lady, how is it different for you? Well, back in the day, when you think of a first lady, quote unquote, you see the big hats, mm-hmm. shoulder pads, the suits, mm-hmm. um, sitting in the front row, you know, that kind of scene. Mm-hmm. And I always thought, that that's what it was. It was just, you know, that type of scene. Um, my husband used to be the assistant pastor at a church called Palmer Grove. Mm-hmm. And I would see my first lady and I would be so fearful because she wore that title of a first lady. Like it was just her duty. It was her job. Yeah. And I felt like I wasn't I wasn't capable enough of of being that person because I wasn't comfortable with with who I was. Mm -hmm. I thought me being a pastor's wife meant I had to change who Sharice was. Mm -hmm. I had to change the way that Sharice dressed. I had to change the way that Sharice talked. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to change me because, I mean, this is me. Why should I have to change to be something else? And so I would, I, when we went to that church, I would wear the dresses with the shoulder pads. (laughs) I would wear the, the, what is it called? Nylon uh, pantyhose. Yes, Lord. I would dress that because I was trying to be what I saw and what I perceived a first lady instead of saying 
hey, this is Sharice. This yep. is how I dress. This is how I talk. This is who I am. And if they don't like me, oh, well, it took me a long time to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not traditional. I'm not traditional at all. I remember the first Sunday we went to the church that we're at now. I had on black stretch pants mm-hmm. and it was during Black History Month. And I had on a black history t-shirt mm-hmm. and a turban on my head. Now, my church, the church that we serve is very traditional, very Baptist. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for you to wear like stretch pants or something like that, that to, that wasn't traditional. Right. It was supposed to be that the suit, you know, that type of attire. But I never wanted to be that because it wasn't me. Right. So I stepped in as myself and I felt comfortable being myself yeah. instead of trying to be something that I wasn't. And I, I was at work the other day and this guy came into my classroom to uh, fix our toilet. And he was like, you are the goofiest person I've ever met. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I know. I can't help it. And he was like, what does your husband do? And I said, oh, he's a pastor. He said, what? <laughs> so you're a first lady? I said, yes. Why? He said, but you look how you dress and look how you act. Mm-hmm. And I said, what is that supposed to mean? Right. He said, I just saw you over there dancing with your kids. I just saw you over there laughing and 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 joking. And I said, so you mean to tell me that a preacher's wife cannot dance, cannot, you know, laugh. Uh, joke and laugh? <laughs> right. He was like, well, I'm not saying that. He said, but I've just always seen preacher's wife so serious yes yeah, so and stiff. so we have th- yeah we have this persona of what we think people are supposed to be but what thing one thing that made me really uh transform who I was is when I realized God called Sharice that's right that's right he called me to be a pastor's wife so if he called me then I gotta represent for me mm-hmm from the beginning, be who I am from the beginning mm-hmm. and not be swayed by others and how things are. So when I go to church, I dress in some nice pants and a cute shirt and some heels. <laughs> that is me. Yeah. And I love me. And I think when you realize that is such a blessing to be called by who just genuinely who you are. Yeah. And hoping and praying that people accept you. It makes the journey a lot easier because we have to remember why we're there. We're not there for people in the first place. Right. We're there exactly. for God. And like you said, if, and with you doing it from the top, not not throwing that in, not coming in as, you know, the, the shoulder pads, the hats, mm-hmm. the pantyhose. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. being like, I can't keep this up. I'm going to have to do something different. Then that's mm-hmm. that's confusing. Yeah. So being true to yourself from the beginning, I think, is helpful for not only you, but for your congregation. Yeah. And you want people to like you and to respect you. Yeah. But people are going to respect you when they see the genuine person that you really are and that you don't have to put on. That's right. And our congregation is an older congregation. So I'm like the youngest woman there, mm-hmm. you know. And so but I, I really feel like they respect me because they had a hand in raising me. Yeah. So that seen me grow up to the person I am now. So what would you say some of the differences are for your church between 
pre-COVID and now? Um, well, like I said, our, our church was a very um, traditional, um, old school type church. And now um, we have our members are, you know, my papa, he's um, one of our deacons and he's 80, 82, 83 years old. Wow. And our congregation is on Facebook. Okay. And so during this pandemic, it's taught us that we cannot become complacent. Yep. And so all of our members, majority of our members watches through Facebook. My husband preached every Wednesday and every Sunday. So to me, that's amazing within itself to know that the older generation is is wanting to grow. Yeah. And and get into a different space and a different place in their lives. And so it's amazing how COVID has shifted the dynamics of our church. We're more of a technological sat. Well, we're getting there mm-hmm. to be more of a technological savvy church with a older congregation. So I think that's pretty awesome. Did you have any issues with um, when you had to say, okay, we're not going to have service in person anymore? Was that a difficult time or a season at your place? No. Because, like I said, our our um, congregation is a is an older congregation, so they understood the importance of being in that age range and making sure that my husband, as the pastor, that we're doing what we can to protect everybody. Right. So, of course, everybody misses being inside of the building, but we understand that they're at that crucial age, and it's so important that we make sure we take care of each other. Yeah, absolutely. So you feel, I'm sure you've mentioned being more technologically savvy. So social media probably has helped your ministry more than anything, right? Yes, it has. Um, our ministry has actually grown. We've had four people join our church wow. just from being on Facebook Live. Huh. And then we have people in Texas. We have people in Charlotte. We have people in New Jersey. We have all of the people that used to go, my family members that used to go to the church that live far away, mm-hmm. they watch and they join on church every Wednesday and Sunday through Facebook. Wow. So that's yeah. that's that's a plus right there, being able to that's, reach people. That's pretty huge. It is. Because, it, yeah. I mean, before that, a lot of those people wouldn't even be able to hear Mm-mm. about your church or their services. No. So that's a blessing right there. Yeah, it is. If there was anything you could change about being a pastor's wife, what would it be? Mm, Honestly, I wouldn't change anything because it's an amazing calling from God. Mm -hmm. And I don't I'm I'm not the type of person that wears titles. Yeah. You know, they you know, my church family, they don't call me first lady. They call me sister Gash, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, I just. I really forgot what you just asked me. <laughs> if there's anything you could. T- <laughs> Hold on. Rewind. What you saying? <laughs> Let's back that up. I said, if there's anything you could change about being a pastor's okay. wife, what would it be? Yeah, that, that part. Honestly, like I said before, I wouldn't change anything. It has been awesome. I, I'm not the hands-on first lady. Mm-hmm. I'm hands-on as a mom. Yeah. And I am 100 percent backing up my husband and everything by praying, by, you know, helping him and assisting him with every anything and everything that he needs. So I, I honestly I wouldn't change anything because 
I feel like God equipped me long before I even knew I was going to be a pastor's wife. Yeah. And so I feel like I wouldn't change anything. Oh, you're just so calming. Like, I know I've said that already, but just, (laughs) I just love your spirit. I love talking to you. Um, So before we completely wrap up, I have one more question. And I usually end every show with a question of the day. So the question of the day for you would be, what is something that you would share or ask of other women or believers that could help out all other pastors, wives and ministry all over the world? Like what's something that you would say or just to give some advice or, or just to ask them to do for you as the pastor's wife or as a pastor's wife, what would be something that you would say to be like, if, if you could do this to help other pastor's wives, it would make our role, our duty, our jobs a lot easier and make things a lot less stressful. Don't get caught up in what you see. Mm. Um, because you see the way that things may be on television or way, you know, grandma and grandpa and, you know, the things that then the way that they used to do it. Mm-hmm. it. Don't get caught up in that because it's not that it's not that way. Yeah. It, my husband told me from the beginning, he said, I want you to be a first lady, but I want you to take care of my kids. Yeah. You know, and so many times we go into being a first lady thinking, oh, we got to change things up. Oh, we in control. We got to do this. We mm-hmm. got to do that. Mm-hmm. If I can hold down my household, I'm pretty sure he can hold down the church. Yeah. And do everything that he needs to be, needs to do. But my role is being that mom and taking care of my kids while we're sitting in the sanctuary praying for him to deliver what thus says the Lord. So I would honestly say, don't get caught up in what you see because perception is not perception is not ideally what it is. Right. It's not the reality. It's not. That's what I was looking for. It's not reality. Mm -hmm. So So do you have any kind of, um, if you would share like any of your social media or any for the church or anything, any kind of information where we could find your book, Um, anything that you've done, do you have any, uh, links or information that we could, could get so that maybe people listening couldn't maybe watch y'all on Wednesdays or Sundays or Mm -hmm. any of those things? Um, my Facebook is obviously Sharice Gash. Um, our church is new Ellis, um, new Ellis in Shelby, North Carolina. Okay. Um, that is our church. Um, my husband's name is Chris Gash. We both have um, Facebook pages. We both have Instagram. Okay. Um, and I page everything. All about, yeah, I'm I'm all about inspiring, empowering, um, just really trying to be a blessing to the next generation and trying to really um, be me, be real, mm-hmm. and be who God has called me to be. I love it. And every time I can say you are definitely consistent and that's a lot because people usually aren't consistent. You may see them one way one time or around a certain group of people and they may be another way around a different group of people. But I can honestly say that you are always consistent when I speak with you, when I see you, um, the times that we've interacted. And that's a lot that that says a lot about a person. And that's why I just enjoy talking to you. I enjoy 
sending you messages and be like, you in here, girl? You up? <laughs> <laughs> and when you send me messages and say, where are you? <laughs> I just love you know, that. I not a morning person. I do not talk <laughs> in the mornings. I don't look nothing at 5.50. Don't, just don't, don't say nothing to me. I know. And I'm not either. So that's why I said this whole, <laughs> this whole journey has really started changing my mind because we have to be ready when we start rolling up in that class. Cause if you don't wake up and get ready, you will be in for a shock. You will be shocked. <laughs> and you will get called out by Mike. Yes, so, yeah. you will. <laughs> so exactly. I just appreciate, um, you being on the show, Sharice, once again, this is Sharice Gash, I'm sorry, um, and you have been a lovely guest. I appreciate your honesty, your openness, your willingness to discuss just being a young black pastor's wife in the year 2021, where there's all kinds of stuff that's gone on in the past year, and who knows what's next, but thank yeah. you for sharing your, your point of view and your perspective. Um you are very welcome. The book also is on Facebook. Also, um, we have okay. our own page and it's called Not Where You Left Me. Okay. It's myself and uh, Janae Childs. I'll definitely link. I'll link everything where we can find you, find your church, find all your information and your book in the blog post. But again, thank you for being a guest on the show. And thank, thank you. you everybody for listening. And what you have heard is her real life.